everyone, welcome back to Class 1A for Episode 6 of Season 5, Foresight. My name is Andrew Nimsgren, and to help me break down and give our thoughts on everything that happened this episode, I have Dylan Beal and James Graham alongside me as always. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. It's a new episode of My Hero on a Saturday morning. I'm doing good. All right, we can't complain. I mean, I figured Dylan would be more stoked because you get to see like one of his favorite characters actually get like an episode. But I'm containing it. I'm just containing. It. I can't, okay. I can't yeah. just let it'll it all come go out. at once. It'll come out. But I mean, maybe to make you guys day a little worse to kick it off, we're almost a fourth of the way through the season already. Don't say that. Man. Doesn't that Don't go by it. fast? Like yeah, we're finished yeah. six episodes already, and it just feel like the first episode came out a week or two ago. So it's crazy how fast the season's going by. I mean. Firstly, because the episodes are so much fun, we're always looking forward, and they're doing a good job, as mo- no matter what I think about the pacing, of setting up the next episode of, like, you're waiting for that fight to kick right back off, so I think that's why mm-hmm. it's going by so fast, but still, I don't want this season to be a fourth of the way over already, like, I want this to go forever, pretty much at this point, but before we do jump into a recap, we will be doing a couple of topics, plus Ultra and all that stuff today, as always, but as a reminder, if you are watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe push the subscribe button down below hit the bell all that kind of stuff leave comments on your thoughts about the episode and all of that but if you are also listening on podcasting platforms a five-star review on whatever you're listening to helps out a ton helps other people find the class and enjoy the podcast alongside of you so any support means the world and as always if you do have questions send it over to contact at poppedoff.com or twitter.com slash class 1a pod my goodness i almost forgot our own social media channels there for a second and ask us any questions you want, whether it's about the show in general, any theories you have or about the upcoming or previous episode. We're happy to talk anything. My hero academia. But with that, let's jump into the quick recap of season five's episode six foresight. It opens with a very short recap of everything that happened in round one, and then kind of catching us up to where round two kicked off and ended in the last episode. Kanoko Komori, hero named Shimage, or Mushroom Girls, we've kind of called her up to this point, begins to cover the entire battlefield with mushrooms, including her opponents, which sets Class 1A into a panic, not really knowing how to deal with that. We get a short flashback seeing that Kendall pretty much planned a Plan B way in advance, knowing that if Plan A was to fail, the entire battlefield is going to light up, and that's when we know to set Plan B into effect. And clearly, that's what's kicking off here, which... Uh, Vanta Black did mention in the last episode. Manga Fushida, hero name Comic Man, creates a giant wall between Momo and the rest of Class 1A, where then Kendo begins to attack Momo one-on-one, trying to overwhelm her with strength, taking out the team's brains, and therefore assuming that would uh, guarantee the win for Class 1B. All looks lost for Class 1A, but Momo is able to defend long enough to summon a cannon, and then eventually shoots Yaoi Rozu's lucky bake, over to um, Tokoyami and an Invisible Girl, which includes thermal goggles and ethanol to help deal with the mushrooms. Class 1A go on the offensive quickly, which seems to be winning when Tokoyami captures two, but Shimage puts a mushroom into Tokoyami's windpipes and lungs, which immobilizes him, and Comic Man is about to lose to Invisible Girl when Kendo shows up and grabs her easily. But we do see that Kendo has Momo strapped to her with a bunch of ropes because before she passed out, Momo fused herself with a bunch of rope to Kendo and then also fused herself to the giant uh, cannon, making it pretty much impossible for Kendo to move, but she was still able to get over there. 
there's a short conversation between class 1b about how strong class 1a was they pretty much had to use everything they had to win so it didn't feel like a dominant win that they wanted to but in the end class 1b still beats class 1a 4 to 0. so as always try to keep it short the recap short for you guys but i had a couple of questions before we move into the overall topics rating this episode from one to five how likely did you think class 1a was going to win in the end even though we all knew the outcome i i i was like tossed up on it i it, four or five because like uh like we we, we know from me the manga but it was it was weird on, on how it was like paced because it was really close and i i forgot how close it actually was yeah. and where the turnaround was yeah, it didn't feel like, like, I don't know why, like, when I read the manga, like, it didn't feel like that. It didn't, it felt much more in one, uh, Class 1B's, like, uh, like, advantage, but, yeah, like, when, when it got to the show, I was like, oh, did, and, and I missed something? Like, is it, like, you know, do they, are they rewriting this fight or something like that? Because it, it felt like 1A kind of was just starting to have it, and then, then it was, it was very much one of those things they had it until they didn't sort of thing, so. Yeah, and then, so, when I was kind of looking at this in episode advance, the only things they added to this um, kind of the chapter compared to the anime compared to the manga was whenever the people outside of the fight were talking. That was the only things added. So I don't know if maybe Todoroki's short flashback of like, oh, they picked the wrong person targeting Momo and all that kind of stuff. Maybe like kind of gave us the additional hope that I think we it did. didn't have in the yeah. manga. I think that was the biggest difference from what I'm pretty sure what it is when I was reading through some notes. And maybe that was what it was because that was like setting up like, the story you see in every anime is like, oh, they thought they had her, but they should have brought all four, not just one. And the whole thing's <laughs> going to turn around. And that's what it looks like was going to happen there. And they don't show Momo until the very end with her passed out. So it was a very good episode, which I enjoy that even though we knew the outcome, we were able to enjoy every single moment of it um, and still thinking it was going to go either single way. And I know we're going to be talking about the specific quirks, but I also want to call for you guys why do these guys not deserve the cool hero name, like the hero drawings, like everyone else did? That that bought that yeah, irked that me that weird. we didn't get that. Yeah, I, and they I won. wonder why it was the one off. Yeah, I wonder yeah. why it was just the one off because, like, not not only that is they only did it for three out of the four of the last fight, so we're missing we're missing one, and then we don't have these. So I I wonder if it was just like something special that they did for that episode or if we're eventually going to get them i i have no idea yeah maybe it was that one like one intern like suggested the idea and he wasn't on the next episode and that was it like yeah because that it, was cool it was nice right like it was a nice little like added flair to each of these characters that we don't see that often right and i really feel like at least with comic man and shimage that those would have been two people that could have had really cool like hero name drawings too with the mushrooms or the comic book text and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So like, I feel like it almost fit with some of these characters more than the characters from the first episode. So that was something we talked about pre-show a little bit. And I just thought it was super odd for whatever reason that they chose to leave them out. And I hope they come back later on in the future. So now that we're at one-on-one, -on -one, do we think class 1A or class 1B is stronger? Do we think that the strategy of going from like kind of bad situation to bad situation is working better for class 1A or if class 1A would have got the same focus on actual hero studies that class 1B did it would have been they would have been stronger that way like which one do you think is going to be better I I think 1A just is stacked with some really really strong uh students but man 
it's some of the the worst of of 1a are really bad as well so <laughs> I, I i think 1b is like pretty solid across the board but i think if you give them some experience they stand a little bit higher almost toe-to-toe but i think when you have like todoroki and like deku and like bakugo it's really hard to like stand on par with 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 the class when you have like three three heroes that are probably like in top rankings by themselves so yeah it's it's hard to do the comparison of like is experience versus like scholastics kind of like you know like what's which one's better right because the quirks kind of like blow that argument out of the water but i, I agree with what dylan said is like class one be across the board like nobody seems that weak nobody seems like like we don't have we we don't have Hagakure's, we don't have Ayayamas, we don't have Minatas, like, we don't have any like that, and, like, there's no, a big thing, too, is the personalities, too, like, you don't have those, like, wimpy kind of characters in Class 1B, they're all fairly level-headed, even guys who don't seem like their quirks are, like, that crazy, like, they're all, they're all, like, super composed, right, they're, like, like none of them freak out, I mean, like, I mean, Manga might be, like, one of our, like, weaker, like, mannered kind of guys because he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Hagakura and he's like kind of freaking out but his quirk is insane yeah. man made like two giant walls out of nowhere right so um like you know you still gotta get that bouncing act so I, I it's it's kind of a hard argument to have right no yeah I, I agree and I think either one it goes and I, I think it also depends on the person too I mean I think that's why we see the top of the top I mean if Deku just had normal school training obviously he's a main character so he kind of falls outside of that but he wouldn't have had the growth through that one but I think someone like Aoyama, if he would have been in Class 1B, he'd be in a much stronger situation. But beyond yeah. that, Class, I mean, Round 1 or Round 2, which was a better fight? Ooh. I think, I, I, I won't say 2. Um, I like Round 2 so far because we got to see a showcase of really cool quirks. Yeah, I... Yeah, I want to I wanna go with... Uh, I want to go with the second one, too. Because, like, the first one's more of, like the shinzo show and yep. it was it wasn't like there wasn't really planned out or anything like that like it was like i mean what you kind of expect with like people like denki and stuff like that on the team him and like kirishima like they're very much just like go it's nice to see some like planning and some like forethought or some foresight going you know playing off the show like you know the episode name um it, it may it made him for like more of an entertaining fight i think fights just like going out there and just beat the shit out of each other yeah i i definitely felt like there was a lot more back and forth. I mean, both of it felt like you thought Class 1B was going to win the entire time then Class 1A came back in the first one. Well, this one, it kind of kept bouncing back and forth and I think yeah. the quirks were cooler in this round two. So I have to agree with round two as well. But overall, I thought both fights have been great so far. I think they're only going to get better because we have some of our... I mean, these first two rounds haven't really had any of the characters we really want to see fight yet. We haven't seen Bakugo. We haven't seen Todoroki. We haven't seen Deku. We haven't seen some of our favorite people from Class 1A fight yet. So I'm assuming the fights are only going to get better from here. And the animation just seemed on par. We know we talked about um, CG a little bit last time. I didn't really notice anything here. I've still thought all the fight scenes have been amazing. Um, and I just hope it kind of keeps going on from there. But Yeah, we we didn't uh, have any... Just just on that just on that closing note, we didn't have any... I think this is the big difference between the first fight and the second fight. There's no... like There wasn't a ton of like traditional fighting. There wasn't a lot of like, like stand and bang. You know what I mean? Like This was all very like quirk manipulation and stuff like that i mean we did have kendo but kendo was really it right yeah it was uh, otherwise it was quirks across the board yeah i completely agree and speaking of quirks let's kind of move into the first bigger topic dylan break down the quirks and what we know about the new ones from class 1b okay so i'm gonna go through the name hero name and quirk of everyone uh the three new ones at least um and i'm going to canonize what we're gonna call each of these characters oh boy. 
Um, especially since we have like, we have two Americans, one from the Midwest, one from the East Coast. We have a Canadian. Our accents are all over the place. <laughs> and one thing, one thing that I had a lot of trouble with is, I don't know, I'm okay at like figuring out the Japanese pronunciation of some of these. But like, for instance, uh, she mage, right? Her name is she mage, like her hero name. But like, if you if you don't hear it read aloud, it's like, oh, is that a Japanese word? Because it's all one word. So it's like, is it chi- chimage? And then oh, it's like, yeah. oh no, you hear you hear um you hear it like said in the show, and it's shimeji, and it's like, oh. but no, that's actually just the Japanese pronunciation of this like in- English, English word, word, I guess. <laughs> so it's a big mess, but I- I'm gonna go through all of them. So we got uh, Itsuka Kendo, hero named Battle Fist, Quirk Big Fist. We're gonna call her Kendo, of course. Uh, Kiniko Komori, this is shimeji. This is mushroom. Quirk is mushroom. It's the big mushroom girl. Um, and then manga uh, Fukidashi, his hero name is Comic Man and Quirk Comic. So big fist, obviously Kendo has the big fists, able to punch things. Um, mush, uh, Shimage has mushroom, which is uh, essentially she emits like spores is her actual quirk. It's an emitter quirk. She emits spores out and the mushrooms grow really, really fast. Um, it's kind of all over the place. She doesn't have control of where they go necessarily. Kind of seems to. Not, no, because she could, uh, she could actually like suffocate herself if she doesn't prep for it. So Mm -hmm. she has to like prep herself and prep like the, like her teammates as well. Cause she can't like, she can't like shoot them like around someone. But is she able to control what mushrooms though? Uh, Yes. So she can control what mushrooms it looks like. Um, but like in terms of emitting it, it's just like emitting it into an area. Got it. And then uh, manga, which his name is really funny because it's manga. Obviously, it's manga. And apparently, manga Fukudashi, it could be read as speech bubble. That name. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it it could be read that way, which I think is really funny. Um, and then his his thing is a comic, which is onomatopoeia, which actually weirdly shows up as a power in a lot of other anime. Like, really? it seems pretty unique, but it shows up all the time. Uh, I know uh, JoJo's has, like, a, an ability that is really similar. Uh, for anyone who watches JoJo's, it's very similar to Echo's, um, except, you know, there's slight variations of it. But I think this is really interesting because we see it in anime quite a bit, but we, like, never see it in other places. Like, this is never a super power, like, in, like, Western comics or anything no. like that. So I think, I think this is really cool. Yeah, I, I, like you said, I think we talked about a little bit earlier on. I think all of the quirks in this one, I mean, we had Vanta Black too, so we can kind of include that on the conversation when talking about quirks, but I, I think seeing the unique ability of mushrooms, like if you just hear her quirk is mushrooms, like that's useless. But then it kind of seeing how it can be to, it's a battlefield controlling technique pretty much, but it can also be used in a situation like Tokiami to immobilize someone. So it can take out people that have stealth advantages, such as. I'm invisible girl, but it can also be used on the offensive. So I thought that was super cool comic man that he can even change things, not only make walls with some of the bigger words, but he can also have his words have effects as well, such as humidity. Like I just think all of these are just such cool powers that we haven't like everything. I feel like we've seen in class one a is pretty straightforward, but I really feel like comic man is the first time where there's like really depth to it that I can Mm -hmm create things but it can also create effects and it, i just thought all these quirks from this round were so much cooler than the first one the everything in round one was very 
much more kind of commonplace, but all of these were very cool quirks. Yeah, a big thing I noticed with uh, Class 1B is that, like, they're very much the quirks that, like, like, Class 1A has, like, your very, like, traditional kind of superpowers. And Class 1B is, like, okay, let's, let's let, let, you know, let's kind of get, let's get creative, right? Let's get, let's have some fun with these, right? And I think that's really cool. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe they're not in, like, they're not considered in the top runnings because of some of their quirks because they're the more creative, like, weirder ones, like, 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 like mangas, right? But, um, yeah, but, like, again, it's, it's more creative. It's, it, they're fun that way. Like, I like that, right? He's got like he's got some like like you said he's got some depth to him right, um, and the other thing is too is that like some of these are pretty like pretty deadly too like I mean we already saw it with uh with uh, Kamori like probably kill Tokiyami if she wanted to, uh I mean Manga's capable of like massive amounts of destruction because of his like how how big he can make stuff like it's it's crazy um I thought I I like I I really like this and I mean like like Kendo's just best girl because it's kendo like it's just she just gets it right like <laughs> so i i want to know about uh manga's abilities on how far it goes like is there an onomatopoeia for like disease could he just mm. like spread disease yeah. somewhere Jeez. like obviously there's there's fire and there's like electricity he could probably do he could probably create water but like what is the extent of of an onomatopoeia right like how yeah. far can you really go with that yeah, that'd be, that would, that'd be, yeah, that's kind of scary to think about actually, now that you say that, but all right, with these quirks, with the four class 1B quirks, which one would you least want to go against, and which one do you, would you most want to go against? Wait, we just, we're just talking quirks, not characters, right? Like, if we're, if we're fighting, if we're fighting it? Yes, if you're fighting against these quirks, I guess fine, it, it makes it easier to associate with the characters, but like, out of the four in class 1B, which do you most think you'd have a chance against? Which one do you think you'd have the least chance against? Go ahead, Dylan. You can start this Le- off. Least, least chance? Uh, Kendo. She would just punch me, and I would <laughs> die. Uh, most chance? Probably, probably Komori. I think, I think Mushroom, because in a one-on-one, it's probably the weakest. Uh, the only other thing I could think of is maybe Mangas, because in close combat, you can just kind of punch them. I mean, we saw that. The poor guy had his ass kicked, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I like... I at least want to go against Kendo just because not only because of the like the ability, but like her prowess just across the board is pretty insane. You know what I mean? So I I think she's at the bottom. I think I'd want to go against like Vanta Black because you can kind of counter that with light. You know what I mean? Like you can counter that fairly easy, right? So I feel like the other ones there's just too much. There's too much bullshit to have to worry about. But if you just get if you just get Vanta Black like out of darkness, you're okay, right? So I feel like I feel like that's how I'd want to go about that. I mean, obviously, Kendall Supremacy, so I would be fearful <laughs> yeah. of her. So I do not want to go against her. And, and I agree that actually with Vanta Black, that I feel like it, it would be the easiest to counter. I, I, I still think it would be hard, but I think yeah. if there was some preparation, I think that would be the easiest to counter. So, I mean, I think all four of them, even in one-on-ones where they all seem to be weaker, which is why they all kind of fought from afar except for Kendo. Um, but I still think all four of them are incredible quirks, but... I guess next, the big thing that each one of us can talk about is going to be one favorite moment from each one of us throughout the episode. If we all have the same one, not a big deal, but James, one moment, your favorite moment from this episode. Do you have an idea what it was? Oh, that, um, honestly, I think it's going to, I think it's, it's gotta be like the raw power of like Kamori and like how like 
vast her quirk is. Seeing the showcase of her in both, actually, both her and Manga. Seeing the two of them, like, these characters that are very, like, the, the, like you know, they've had zero screen time up until now. You know what I mean? They've always been, like, in the background. We've talked about Manga multiple times being, like, what does the speech bubble guy do? Like, what what's his deal, right? Because, like, initially, he's always been shown in the back, like, making an expression or something like that. But that's really about it. But this episode showed like these characters are insane they are nuts right like so and like like i said before they're they're deadly right so i think the back-to-back showcase of the two of them i think it was my probably my favorite part like I, we got enough of vanta black so i was like i was okay with vanta not being around as much um and like i mean i knew kendo was going to be a badass so it wasn't really like surprising to me she's had so much character growth that we've actually get to see on screen but these two other characters that we don't really know that much about just turning out to be absolute monsters that was sick that was probably my favorite part yeah and then i'll give you a second to think about it still but for me it's going to kind of be all of the moments of she major mushroom or whatever you want to call her is that it starts off of her is just like oh she's skipping around talking about all these mushrooms super happy and then as the episode kind of goes on you realize she's super twisted it's just kind of <laughs> the play of events of like how her look and how she started the thing it's like oh She's just like a super innocent girl and all that. That she pretty much like, oh, I can kill you if I wanted right now, Tokiyami. It's just kind of that turn there was such a fun moment that I forgot about that ability. And that's kind of how that fight really turned the tide. So I thought that was such a cool moment and such a fun twist. So I, I actually looked up that uh, that mushroom that she she put in his throat. It was like a schizophilum uh, commune or commune, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. This is it, it actually wasn't like anything deadly. Um, I don't know why she like called it out or anything. Uh, it was the just only blocking thing... his windpipe. Yeah, yeah, it was just blocking. Like I assumed it was like a deadly poisonous oh. like mushroom or something, but no, it was it was a normal one. It's actually the uh, the mushroom that's found across the world. It's literally everywhere except Antarctica. It's the mushroom that like break, basically breaks down wood um, whenever it's rotting. Um, so it's just everywhere. Uh, so that's like the only thing kind of special about it. But it's not like or anything. Yeah, I wonder why it was like that's the one she used because for. They grow on the side of trees and kind of go out. So I'd assume they could yeah, go like on the rounded surface yeah. and kind of go through, blocking off the windpipe. That's kind of how gotcha. I took it. Because right after they did it, they showed it like on a pole where they're sticking out. Kind of assume like, oh, it's just going straight through his kind of windpipe. Yeah. And also, good. she's an absolute freak with mushrooms and has to like call them all out by their scientific name. I know. Yeah. I agree. So. Then the last topic before we get into the plus ultra. Whoa, 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 Wait, whoa. Oh, was I, that I, not I, your favorite? Oh, I, we'll no. go on. Yeah, he's I was just giving context for he's you. Giving Come My on, favorite is where they gave Kendo a gun. That was <laughs> sick. Um, no, I, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. The the cannon scene uh, in the Momo, manga. Momo. It's like you a mean free... Momo a gun? Wait, what? Uh, yeah, Momo. Sorry, I, I'm getting too excited. I'm uh, there's all this mushroom talk and in, in Kendo. I'm getting too excited. Uh, when they when they gave Momo a gun, it was sick because it was like. Um, so, so she was like kind of huddled up or, or whatever, and then was like, "Oh yeah, here's this giant cannon. <laughs> she could just kill Kendo." <laughs> um, I and I think that that I so the reason why I like this because they like weirdly kind of alluded at like these people could just like kill each other at any moment, um, but they you have to like inherently kind of hold back. Like Kamori could have just killed Tokoyami with the mushroom, no. right? Or like Kendo could have made like the cannon just shoot right at uh momo could have made the the cannon to shoot right at kendo right like i i i liked it because it was like a weird like kind of like side eye to like yeah yeah no they're actually super deadly they could just they could just ruin ruin everyone yeah 
I mean, it's still not the best give a random high school student a gun moment in the series. That still belongs to Mustard. Oh, Mustard, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I do agree. It was a great give a gun to a high school student for no reason moment. The that second best Kendo, gun moment, my that hero. That was Kendo again, though. What is it with Kendo <laughs> going with firearms? Like? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right. So, James, there yeah. is just one student in this fight that just did not belong. I think and we all know at this point. Who is it? Yeah, like, and it wasn't Hagakure. That was the fucked up part. It wasn't her. Aoyama's, he's useless. Like, what is, he's, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what, like, so he gets flown around by Tokuyama the entire time. Yep. Like, he's, he's literally, he's literally carried, literally carried. And then when he, it's the second he's on his own, he's done for. Band of Black just yanks him out and he's gone. He doesn't know what to do. You get the iconic scream of Aoyama taking off into the distance. And it's the last you see of him because he doesn't know how to defend himself at all. This is and the second time he got yoinked too by him. Same, same, same play, same dude. Like, I mean, in the, you know what the messed up part is? Is that most of the time in the series, when something happens a second time, most characters have like this moment of like, okay, I got to prepare for this thing that just happened to me because they're heroes, right? That's kind of what they're prepped to do. Not Ayama though. Ayama's a goddamn idiot. Ayama's like, one that can counter Vanta Black too. Like, yeah. he should be able to stop this. Yeah, like it's... It's the messed up part. Like he can just shoot his, like he can just shoot his laser, make it super. Like and like, I mean, the worst that's happened is Vand is just gonna drop him. Like he's just gonna let go of him because he needs to like go, he needs to like flip sides or something like that, right? Yeah. But no, he just gets. I almost sucks, man. I almost sucks. And I, I think it was a crime. Like I know they drew lots and it was random, but like Hagakiri and Aoyama on the same team. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's stacking it no against them. It really is. And like the messed up part is too. And like. I know the movies aren't canon. I know we don't like to use the movies like as reference, but we see a crazy good team up between Aoyama and Hagakure against, I believe it's against nine. You get yeah. some, like you get some, like you get some crazy te- like, like power combination between the two of them, or maybe it's just I, regardless, like they, like this whole like light supremacy thing. Like they're really good at it. These are two characters that are super good at this. Like, I mean, Vanta black should not have been nearly as effective as he should have been. Plus, they got, and again, going back to the lost thing, they're paired with Tokoyami, who like needs darkness, right? Like, I mean, this like this whole team was a shit show from the get go, man. Yeah, like, I know. I, I let you kick it off because you used to be an Aoyama stand for I, whatever I reason, did, man. I like I, I liked Aoyama because he was always this character that was like trying, and like you know he was a major wimp, and like I felt really bad for him because of like the whole like. We talked about this, like some people's quirks just aren't super compatible with their body, right? And Ayama's a victim of this, right? So I always felt like kind of like bad for Ayama because like he's just kind of living with this quirk that he doesn't like initially really didn't want. Like, I mean, so it was like, you know, I always had he had a soft spot, but like he's not making it easy, man. Like he's not making it easy at all. Plus he's French and I like I just love that they've just chucked this one one French guy like into class one A, like I don't know. But he, uh, yeah. he's also in one A. Like he, he, he there's certain expectations that you know you just don't. <laughs> there's a bar. Yeah. You gotta think about it in every single situation where other people have grown in it. He's hidden alongside Manetta. Like I, I feel like those are the two people in class one A that don't get the advantage of going through the crisis training that they would have probably done better in class one B. I think both of them would be much stronger if they're in class one B. You know, like normally I would add Hagakure into that mix, but we actually saw her be smart and take her gloves and boots off. Yeah. So she was totally invisible. This is the first time we saw it, 
right? Like, I think, like, out of all the combat scenes, I guess with her fight with maybe six, I think she was, she had her gloves and boots off too. But most of the time she has them even in fight situations, which is like, you're, you're, you're fucking useless if you do that. Right. So, um, yeah, I like, I like, again, those two are kind of victim to the, the, the anti-growth, I guess, which is weird. All right. Well, with that, I think it is time to move into a plus ultra award for this week's episode. Plus Ultra Award is a weekly award that each one of the hosts will give away to a character that went beyond went plus ultra. And something I need to remember, remind you three of before you make any choices. Last week, we made a very important decision. This is a Kendo Supremacy podcast. Account for that when making your plus ultras. Dylan, <laughs> you lead. You know what I'm going to choose. You know what I'm going to choose. It's Kamori. It's the mushroom girl. She was sick. She... Okay, so... The the whole battlefield control, right, was incredible use of her quirk, right? She literally had, like, mushrooms all over the place. Not only that, but the prep beforehand of, like, getting her teammates ready, perfect there. Also, she just took out Tokoyami. Could have killed him. Yep. She is incredibly strong. She rolls. I want more of the mushroom. James? It's Kendo. It's, it's Kendo. Really? I got Kendo. I 100% got Kendo because she masterminded this. I don't know. Kamori seems like a little a bit of a like a loose cannon that I think she needed like some corralling. And I think that was 100% Kendo. Kendo used Vanta Black perfectly. She used Manga perfectly to isolate Momo away so Kendo could take her one-on-one. And not only does Kendo beat Momo, she also drags her back being like steel cabled to her with a cannon attached. Like I knew Kendo was strong, but I didn't know she was that strong that she just drags everything back and still captures Hagakuri. Like you got to remember, like she had to be somewhat quiet on that approach to snag Hagakuri and she did it in like in one in one grab. There was no fight, there was no nothing. She just yoinked her. So I got to give it to Kendo. And she got no appreciation at the end. None. The whole the whole dialogue was about Momo and how great she could be. Kendo got no love. She gets okay, a, okay, listen. Tetsu Tetsu did give her a lot okay, of love. Oh, the hype. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right, no, what no, a hype man. Yeah, he is a great hype man. So I got, but yeah, Kendo. I, I was just messing with you guys. I'm giving it to Momo. She, James, James, you said how much of a shit show this team was not only two minutes ago, and oh, she no. almost single-handedly turned the entire fight around while getting her ass beat. She created the biggest cannon item to date so far while also defending against Kendo, which is incredibly more powerful against her. Uses a cannon to accurately shoot items that were going to win the fight that if only uh, the mushroom didn't get in Tokiyami's like, mouth, then that's a win because then it's one, then it's two on two. I guess, fine, whatever. It still goes the other way. Momo, while getting her ass beat, almost turned the fight around. That's plus ultra. She went almost, beyond. Though. Like, do you get it doesn't like, matter do about almost. Ultra, doesn't matter you, about almost. Lose like she went all beyond. Right. All right, Andrew. Sorry, we have to take away your your Kendo fan club card. Don't show yeah. up to next meeting. Oh no, <laughs> I'm cutting it to shreds. You can return your jacket. <laughs> oh whatever. It was a good episode for everyone. Kendo was a good one too. Mushu would have been my third uh, vote, but I think that's all we're gonna have for this week's episode of Class for My Podcast. We will be back here next Saturday to dive into everything that happened on episode seven of season five and so much more. I think it teased a little bit. I think we have the Eda fight coming up next week and all that group. So I think next fight is going to be just as exciting. 
So we'll see you all back here next Saturday. And thank you so much for listening and watching.